0: What's up you guys? I've had a rough go of it. Um
1: Hi Sean.
0: Uh, I just tried to carjack Arn Anderson and
1: oh no. I don't want to say you should have known better, but you you, you kind of should have known better.
0: It didn't end well for me. Um, no, I uh,
1: I can't say I'm surprised but uh yeah how are are you are, did you go to the hospital i hope or well
0: for someone who had his brain spilled across the concrete i'm doing all right i think
1: yeah you're looking uh, pretty honestly you're looking pretty good for someone who got shot in the head
0: oh yeah he did shoot me um yeah please leave a thumbs up subscribe tap that bell for notifications um Send a super chat. Get your question or statement right on the air. We got Kate Hensler here. Kate, how are you?
1: I mean, I'm first of all, I'm I'm very clean. I'm feeling good. Um, my,
0: my head's and, feeling kind of. Oh God, it it's my oh, brains. They really, Sean, really, he splattered my brains.
1: Yeah, you, all
0: across the concrete.
1: I'm a little concerned, Sean. Are, are you sure? I. I can text Jeremy or something. Ugh. I. I'm well, you like know what? Little...
0: We're still going to be smarter than a lot of other shows out there. That much I tell you. Um, <laughs>
1: even oh, brainless, Sean. even uh, brainless.
0: As Joey Bag of Donuts said, uh, I picked the wrong guy to carjack.
1: You really did. I
0: should have carjacked Cody. It would have been a lot easier. Now my hands are really sticky from all that brain matter. Oh my gosh.
1: Ugh. If you carjacked Cody, there'd be so much more because, like, fireworks would have gone off and it would have been like, carjacking, Cody Rhodes. I would have gotten a been, car. Yeah, I would've you would have got- gotten a car.
0: Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says this is blasphemy. The armed Anderson I, do, I know doesn't leave bodies. I mean, <laughs> my God. Tyrone says it looks like I got rotten tomatoes thrown at me. He did that, too. He threw oh tomatoes my at my f-
1: insult to injury.
0: Love how Punk and Brian kind uh, are circling around the same opponents. Uh, did Arn punch me in the eye after he shot me? Yes, he did. He did, and then he stabbed me in the face.
1: He probably pistol whipped you. You just didn't even know because you were probably knocked out at that point. Oh, if Arn needs gosh. someone to clean it up, <sighs> Clean-A-Girl Kate is here.
0: Oh, my God. Well, fortunately, clean. you've been around to help me clean up some messy situations lately. <laughs> uh, leave a thumbs oh, up, guys. We are here to talk AEW. We are here to talk SmackDown. Leave a thumbs up. It would help us an awful lot. Uh, the people have spoken. They want us to cover AEW first. Anakin says, wanted to let my fellow Yankees fan know they played Sweet Caroline at the hockey game I went to tonight, and I refused to sing along.
1: Good. Good, Joey, good, good.
0: Joey Bagadona says, this is one of the best shows of the year for Rampage. Yeah, it was really great. There, there were some issues I had with the main event, but we'll get there. I'll tell you something I had no issues with. Oh, Andrew says, I think I'm the only person who votes SmackDown each week. <laughs> I'm sure there are more. There are There are likely more. Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston. Holy crap. Tom LaValle says, my face looks better than Danielson's <laughs> chest did. It looks roughly the same. Ooh. His chest looked like he tried to carjack Arn Anderson. My God, this was so brutal. It was so physical it was exactly what you need out of these two. And Brian Danielson set this up by saying that he's almost jealous of Eddie Kingston. Cause he's so talented and has so much heart, but Daniel, but that Eddie Kingston's lazy. And we just had a couple of really great, very short promos to set up to this. And that's all they needed. They didn't need a ton of other yeah. stuff, a bunch of run-ins, a bunch of DQs, a bunch of anything they needed this. And not only this, this sets up Eddie Kingston's next program, but let's talk about this match. This was everything I want in a pro wrestling match. This felt like a pay-per-view spectacular.
1: Yeah, this did not feel like bonus show wrestling at all. Man, Brian Danielson, he was like, I'm gonna sneak in at the end of the year and just like make myself contender for wrestler of the year still so yeah. somehow. This has been an absolutely incredible run. Uh I've loved the story they've been telling and part of it. I'm just the biggest Eddie Kingston mark, and we'll get to the ridiculous markdom that is me later in the show with what gets set up. But I, I really have loved this version of Eddie because he's trying so hard to contain himself before he gets to this match. He's like, you know what? I want to kick your ass right now, but I'm waiting till Friday. Like you, you heard him trying to be like, I'm trying to chill, man. Whatever going into this, and then just to let it unleash tonight. Like, what a wonderful story that they told and it's kind of like a bonus story because you're already in a tournament you don't even fully need something on top of that because you're competing for something already so I just have really loved this and it's such a nice reminder that Eddie Kingston's really great at wrestling wrestling (laughs) like it's not just hardcore stuff it's not just brawling and beating the crap out of each other and I loved a lot of stuff that commentary did on this referencing his love for Japanese wrestling and specifically striking and suplexing and, and yes. going into the, the style of wrestling that he loves and just the amount that we saw both of them jump into each other's worlds a little bit and the storytelling on both of their faces through this whole thing, like so many spots that I loved, but I think the one thing that stole my heart the most was at one point Danielson looked at Eddie and was like, bring it on. And I just loved that because Eddie does that like every match. That's like his signature thing. And it played so well into everything he was saying. He was like, I want that version of Eddie Kingston, that that pissed off version. And Eddie was giving it to him and he was like, give me more. So what an opener. This was my favorite match of the night. I think on, on either card, it was just fantastic. And I'm so glad they opened with it because it just, drew me in so fast that I was, it made me so excited for the rest of the show. I was frightened.
0: The result was not in doubt. And that's what I I love about these matches is that even when the result isn't in doubt, I want to watch what's going to happen. I want to see how this unfolds. I want to see like, will they pull something like just shocking? Like how, how will this work? And it just became an amazing pay-per-view quality match. And like it, pay-per-view quality shouldn't be a thing that we say like matches should be like that and that's how this was and we saw it go from brawling to to technical wrestling to them both on the top rope and going uh, into a back suplex it was so good and just as this match went on and on and on Brian Danielson whose chest has been conditioned we should we could say uh <laughs> still getting busted up like that was just unreal good. This was so good. So so good. Uh ShotKid29 says Rampage was an example of why I love AEW. Three matches that felt completely different and each was fun. But let's be real, it was the Brian Kingston show. The main event is the first match on Rampage. That's just the way it is. That's that's how it's always been. Bad one, jam beard says Brian's chest was redder than Kate's meat mask. What?
1: Did you not watch Sour Grapes on Tuesday?
0: Uh, sorry, I didn't have three extra hours
1: to you fit that only into my schedule. Another like five minutes. I was yoga gabagabagool, and mm. I, because I'm authentic, and I love this business, <laughs> I got actual gabagool, and I super glued it to a mask. And I held it up periodically through the show. But here's the thing. It did not smell great. I so would. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine things are smelling too great with your. I mean, your flesh is just. <laughs> <flooding
0: over there. laughs> you, you take them where you can get them. Okay. CM says never doubted Brian winning, but it could have been fun to see Mox versus Eddie in the finals where Mox has to kill his best friend to get what he wants. I think that's coming anyway. I think you're going to see that anyway. And Mox feels like he has to kill everybody anyway. Just to get back to the safety of his wife and child. That's that's the nature of his character now. Uh shot kid 29. Actually, we just read that. Mod need to take care of that.
1: If yes, we get Danielson and Punk versus Eddie and Mox, I'm going to disintegrate. Like I'm going to evaporate yeah. into the air. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself.
0: Uh Blood says, what an entertaining hour. Three different match styles, all bangers in their genre. Brian Kingston was emotional, war. Uh, was an emotional war rampage is clicking. It really is. It really feels like there's at least one must uh, watch thing on this show every single week.
1: Agreed. And I think it was a very entertaining hour. Not as entertaining as this hour will be, but a very entertaining hour of W Rampage.
0: Joseph Snark says, uh, I wish Eddie could have uh, gone full Kojima with the machine gun chops, but I'm not sure Brian's chest would have hold- held up. Well, he did try early, and Brian was like, no, you're not doing that. I love that he stopped it. I do love that he stopped it, and he went for kicks on his own. Uh, Dan Janoff says, good God, Brian's chess. I'll take Kingston versus Punk to go, please. Dante's a star, and those thumbtacks at the end were crazy. Another great rampage. So this match happens. It was a great match. Brian just continues to use any any number of things as a finish, and uh, I, I dig that. Dig that. Uh, Sean Blanford, Brings up what happened after CM Punk's cutting an interview and Eddie Kingston interrupts it. And he says, if this is how they set up Kingston versus punk at full gear, I'll be a very happy man. Keep cool. Gabba ghouls. Oh boy. What a match to set up again. One where the result is not in doubt, but I can't wait to see this. this is going to be a big test for CM Punk physically to be in there with Eddie Kingston. Cause Eddie Kingston, is going to bring it the same way he just brought it to Daniel Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryanson, Daniel Bryan, American, American
1: Dragons. Dragon yeah, yeah,
0: he's going to bring that to CM Punk as well. I, I'm I loved how they set this up, it's common sense, it's easy, it won't take more than a couple of segments. Um, Eddie Kingston can cut some really great promos about CM Punk's absence and how during that entire time he was working to get where CM Punk just walked into. Oh boy, I can't wait for this.
1: So CM Punk was my favorite wrestler from when I started watching in real time, right? And then my favorite promo after Punk had left switched a few times, but it was definitely Eddie Kingston once AEW started and he started digging in there. This warmed my mark heart so much <laughs> to be getting this. And I I'm kind of really digging this version of Eddie because I feel like I think he's like, he's trying so hard to, to rein himself in. Like, I Mm -hmm. love that. It's such a different heel than he was before he turned face with Mox. Like it's, it's another iteration of him, but it doesn't feel like they're flip flopping him back and forth between heel and a face because he's just there to kick everybody's ass. It's, it doesn't take much to pivot him one way or the other. And I also just loved the way that they set this up. I haven't seen that done in wrestling a ton where he's kind of like off camera and it's, it's just shouted and, like it distracts punk from the interview he's in. Like that's a pretty unique device that we don't see a ton when someone is just like interrupts and breezes through and it's like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? Normally it's just like, I hate you and I hate you and someone's in the middle of us. So I really, I mean, this is the most Marky feud for me. This is like, they made this for Kate, but I also just liked the way that piece of it was executed.
0: And there were a lot of people that tried to break it up. Dr. Sixfinger says the concern in Ruby's voice got me real good. I like this. It's like not just dudes are going to be around. Like other people are going to be around. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, We've got Sarah Small saying AEW is amazing. Brian Danielson is my fave. Going next week to Rampage here in St. Louis. I'm excited. Well, you should be because it's a very, very fun live experience. Sarah, you're going to really, really enjoy it. There's a lot of crowd participation as well. Wally Lasagna said was I, I, says I was at the show at Boston. The reports of people leaving were overstated. Brian Eddie was matched at the night and got reaction of the night. I don't usually concern myself with that. I mean, sometimes people beat traffic, they're beaten weather. Not something I see as a big story unless like everybody leaves. Yeah, Elle, go ahead. Long- sorry.
1: Right, yeah, AW tapings are a long experience if you go there for dark and then watch the show, and then you stay for a Rampage. Plus, it's a weekday, so if you brought your kids, like it's not crazy to think you might need to leave early if they have to yes. get up the next morning.
0: Chris Rain says, love how they didn't continue the interview with Punk. Uh, it's it's like production new. They're like, hey, we, we just better cut our losses here. This this didn't happen the way we wanted.
1: It felt and, so natural, that whole it did. thing. It felt it so did. organic. I loved it.
0: Eloquent says, inject, inject Punk Kingston into my veins. The promos are so good. And Jay Blood says, the Punk Kingston dust up, how it felt like an event being captured, not a segment being staged, is the feel. AEW should constantly aspire to. So, before Eric Bischoff went back to WWE, I was like, what do you look at in the WWE product and you think they should change? And he said, I think they're too polished. He said, good production values is a very good thing. He's like, but nothing feels spontaneous. Everything feels like it was supposed to happen, like it was scheduled to happen, like it was scripted to happen. Like there's there's nothing within the common sense realm of unpredictability that they follow. Like Retribution popped up. They didn't cut the cameras or anything like, I mean, they 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 did some some wide shots and stuff, but it's like, they'd probably just cut the feed if somebody was in there with a chainsaw in the ring.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would hope so
0: john kelly says is that the glock hand of arn anderson behind you uh i mean my past has haunted me what can i say what can i say
1: it's what it is man
0: (sighs) sarah small says aw i'm going there next week in st louis you guys are amazing thank you so much sarah i we really appreciate you
1: real fun Uh, live experience you're gonna have uh, a good time it's so much fun
0: Chatty Huda says, Rampage was Garbo tonight besides Eddie and Daniel. I respectfully disagree, my friend, but you know what? If you want to send your money to say that, my uh, my door is open to you. By the way, guys, we are going to start a Streamlabs very soon. It won't be required or anything, but uh, YouTube does take a significant cut. And in order to pay our people better, we're going to encourage you guys to donate on uh, Streamlabs, but we'll let you know when that's set up.
1: I just want to circle back on the super chat that said that outside of uh, Brian and Eddie, the rest of the show wasn't great. I'm also way more okay with that than when things are only an hour. Cause that's a third of the show. If only one match yeah. is great. So like in retrospect too, like if, if you feel that way, that's not the worst thing in the world with only an hour of television. It feels like it should be the other way. If you're only doing an hour, it should be great. But they also run like, another two hour show on TV and dark and all that. So, um, but it I'm even on episodes of rampage where only one match is something I like, I'm, I'm like, Oh, that's okay. Cause it was a third of the show.
0: I love this. Vape it up. Mentioning Kingston, flipping out off Brian as he passed out. That's a way you can get over even in a loss. And we'll talk a lot about getting over in a loss actually on the WWE show tonight. But um, I love that
1: this. to me was my did Dottie Henson drop the ball on purpose? Did Eddie Kingston know he was about to lose and so he gave the finger or was Eddie Kingston just giving the finger to give the finger? Storytelling people. That's what's kicking around in my brain.
0: Alicia says silver versus Cole is going to hump next week. It's going to budge next week. <laughs> Nikolai says sweet to line.
2: Get that
1: Boston shit out of here.
0: Nerd Drew says unrelated but shout out to moose's promo last night putting himself over yet shouting out all other top performers men and women good stuff Man, I know a lot of people really dislike moose for his his past I can tell you people in impact when I when I asked them about this they say moose has made jumps leaps to improve as a person I know who the company he keeps sometimes doesn't indicate that but Uh, that was a concern that I raised as well. And I got to agree that promo was really, really good. Um, but I do understand that some people are not going to want to watch that or give it the time of day at all. Uh, bad, bad one. Jambeard says next week it's budge versus Hungy. It sure is. (laughs) But before that, we got Matt Seidel, Dante Martin three. Now I I'm not big on rematch, rematch, rematch. I wish they would slow down on that because, um, because I don't want them to get into WWE territory. However, I thought this one was good for the story and them having to pivot from the Seidel brothers against Leo and Dante because uh, Mike Seidel is hurt. But Dante won. It was another amazing Dante Martin performance, and this one is good because you've got Leo there, proud of him, happy for him, coaching him. Leo, who has at such a young age has already seen some shit. He's had heat. Everybody knows his history. He's been involved with some of the top acts. He's been a cruiserweight champion. He's been in NXT. He's been back up. He's been back down to NXT. He's been fired. He's been in MLW. Now he's in AEW. Then he spent time away. He's been in New Japan. The amount of experience he's crammed into such a short amount of time, I buy him in this role. Um, I really, really buy him in this role. And, this made it look like Dante was growing as well. What do you think of this match?
1: I really liked it. And I've liked what Leo Rush has done since coming to AEW in this managerial role. Not just for the experience that you said, but he's kind of acknowledging this idea that he has to earn his keep, which I love because so many times managers are like, hey, I'm a manager now. <laughs> or just like, hey, you should trust me for reasons." He's like, you know what? I'm going to go get you this match. And I'd I'd like, I'm sure it's going to turn underhanded sneaky at some point, but I like this approach and he makes it feel very real. And even though he hasn't been in the business that long, Dante Martin's so young that I still buy into this idea that like, all right, he doesn't have to have decades of experience like a lot of guys here to be able to show me something. So I agree with that. I think Seidel is just man, what a valuable asset to this company. Like he yes. can just work with anybody and someone like Dante, he probably sees like his early career self in yep. a little bit. So maybe a lot of it. So I think, I think this match was great. I'm not big on running stuff back either. I think this had a lot to do with the injury, but I, if they're going to give it to us, at least they have escalated the story in in sure. some way. So this was great. I I thought it was wonderful.
0: Bad one, Jambeard says, Eddie beating Punk at full gear by cheating would be great to complete his heel turn and would get to give Eddie a lot of good heat. I fe- I mean, I feel like Eddie can just be Eddie. Like, Eddie is all right doing what he's doing. I feel like Moxley is leaning into the heel stuff, and that's, that's what I like. We got Velvet Sky versus the Bunny next week as well. Wanted to mention that. But okay. our main event abaddon Britt baker now somebody whose opinion I, I do respect said did we really need to watch or see this match hear me out even though this match there, there were spots i i really loved there was a lot i didn't like in it but the match had to happen because otherwise abaddon has barely i don't think she's lost in like 10 months she's like 16 and 1 or 117 uh did i i don't think i said uh Red velvet sky instead of red velvet. By the way, red velvet is uh, facing (laughs) bunny. Thank God! Thank (laughs) God! It's red velvet, is what I'll say. But Abaddon needed to face Britt Baker because otherwise, you'd. Why wouldn't she get a title shot? And this, at least, is not a championship contenders match that actually isn't a top contenders match. This for Abaddon was a top contenders match. And she is not the most polished wrestler in the world. Ah, This was, there were some bad spots. You could tell they were killing time. They hit a a rough looking stunner, bad looking stunner from Abaddon. And they cut to commercial shortly after. So they killed like the first five minutes of doing like the typical indie wrestling, like local show main event. Like, oh, I'm going to hide out of the ring, get back in the old Zabisco stuff, and then go (laughs) into a commercial. Then when they came back they had trouble breaking a table. I don't give a damn if they have trouble breaking a table. That looked cool as hell to me, Kate.
1: But twice? Twice? Twice. twice. That's the problem with that spot is it I feel like when the tables don't break it always looks cool because the performers are expecting them to break so they go at it really hard, which is so bad from the like performers health aspect but always looks real cool. So uh yeah, I I'm not the biggest into Abaddon because I feel like there's just a ceiling there but I mean who am I to say they've made a lot of other demon type characters work in wrestling but it just feels like she's she's still got some ways to go but you're right this match had to happen and I definitely prefer something like this with a naturally Halloween leaning character than I do. Like, we put candy on tables around a ring. Like, I appreciated that in the same way that I appreciated Adam Cole as a Stay Puffed Marshmallow yesterday. Like, it's fun to just lean into those things. I thought the tax spots were cool. I thought it was cool that she, to me, that felt like Abaddon playing a mind game of like, oh, right, you lost to Thunder Rosa with these tax, right? So I'm going to give you some tax. Like, I appreciated that there was Uh a little bit of a storytelling aspect to some of these spots, but yeah, it was it was kind of clunky. It was a a, not the best match I've ever seen.
0: Raphael said, "Who let that table dress as a new (laughs) Japan table (laughs) into the building?"
1: Well played, sir.
0: I saw criticisms and people saying, "Oh, why aren't you complaining about this like the zombies?" Okay, let me explain something to you. AEW has explained numerous times, Abaddon is not a zombie. She dresses like a zombie and thinks she's a zombie. She is more like the Hurricane than she is the Fiend. Shane Helms on our podcast would constantly say, the Hurricane was not a superhero. He thought he was a superhero. And that's why he would do stuff and get his ass whipped. Abaddon thinks she's a zombie. Now, that's why I have a problem with a couple of the spots. I have a problem with Abaddon going through a table twice and sitting up before Britt Baker. I have a problem with her getting a chair wrapped around her head and pillmanized with a curb stomp and no selling it. I don't like that at all. I do not like that. And then finishing it with a roll-up, that ain't for me. That is just not for me. I am not the target audience for this character. I don't like it. I don't think she's there in the ring. I understand, like, maybe there is a target audience, but I just don't see this huge groundswell for Abaddon. It's just not for me.
1: And that's fair. I'm certainly that way about Dan Lambert. If you guys watch this consistently, sure. you know that. But I... Buddy, if Dan of-
0: Lambert no-sells a chair around the head, then I'm going to have some problems, too.
1: <laughs> that's, well, so that's the thing. There's there's a matter of taste of not liking stuff, and then there's a matter of when gimmicks interfere with the nature of a wrestling match, and that's kind of what we saw happen tonight. So what I'm hoping, is she continues to grow and kind of sort through this is there's probably a happy medium way to do that of to make yourself look like someone who literally thinks they're a zombie but also be able to figure out how to sell I've talked about that with Miro that being something that he's very good at is um making sure that he looks like a monster not in a mentally off way but but like a monster of a guy but still being able to sell really well which that's its own kind of part of this art form so yeah. hopefully she figures that out as time goes on but i'm with you i can kind of get into a creepy character but when it's contradicting what you're supposed to be doing in a match that that kind of is a tough thing to buy into
0: Britt is a hardcore wrestler i mean it's it's not even a joke now like i know it's like the rib and stuff for her character but she is uh ryan says in my head abaddon does bath salts before each match Were <laughs> when bath salts were a thing my god uh, well played Joey says the table is the number one contender. (laughs) Uh, Joe Beck says Rebel is a much better looking ghoul than you. Well, you know what? Rebel didn't try to carjack Arn Anderson either.
1: Well, that we know of.
0: Well, unless they find her body. Eloquent says, why didn't Jamie help Britt the whole match? That that was a big lapse for me, unless Britt just said, I can handle this.
1: No, there's got to be a justification for that. That's like Nic- my biggest complaint. <laughs> if you ever watch a match, like an old match with baby doll in it, like yeah. she's just there; she doesn't really do anything. Like, do something if you're at ringside. My goodness, especially if there's a zo- a woman who thinks she's a zombie in the ring. She was also on the cruise, by the way, and she was walking around that cruise ship thinking she was a zombie. It was fantastic.
0: Nikolai says, "Nice subtle seeds being planted with hater not doing the DMD." I, I I've noticed she hasn't done that. Uh like I don't think she does it at all. Miguel says the gun bullet had better penetration through your head than Britt and Abaddon going through a table.
1: Oh no. <laughs>
0: See, if they would have shot themselves out of a Glock, it would have went through that table. That's true. Ronald says, Do you feel we can get three women's matches on the full gear card? Sheeta Deeb three, Jade Cargill and Thunder Rosa, and Britt and Conti. No, I don't think we'll get. Sheeta deep three. I think they'll save that for a TV spot. I think like that might kick off a rampage or something.
1: I think you'll probably get a championship match and a tournament match. And one of them will be the buy-in right. The tournament match, maybe.
0: Yeah. Bad one. Jambeard says Abaddon, in my opinion, has gone the reverse of what we usually see in WWE. She found her character first before finding her wrestling feet. I have high hopes for her in about a year from now. I mean, having Thunder Rosa around full-time is going to help all the women because she can work with them and all that. But and Serena, I would,
1: I would think too, right? Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Andrew Daughtry says wasn't a fan of the Abaddon Britt Baker match ending. Felt a bit too sports entertainment. I mean, if you are looking for a contrast, that that is understandable. I, you know, I will give this week a, a large pass on a lot of stuff because again, I'm not the target audience for a lot of the stuff that's going to be on pro wrestling this week. Some of it I'll think is funny. Some of it I'll think is stupid. But ultimately, it's 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 in the. It's in the interest of fun. Like I loved when Britt Baker was about to put on the lock jaw and she stopped and Abaddon's like, no fucking do it then. And ate her fingers.
1: I love that. So great. So great. And with rampage 2, I think they do a good job of, I think there's going to always be one rampage match that I'm not super excited about. It's a sure. real buffet with those three. Like yeah. you got your like pro wrestling match. Usually exciting tag match or something in there. And then something that's a little bit more like this. I feel like, so um, I feel like that that's a sampler platter. Yeah.
0: Josh says awesome rampage tonight. Eddie Danielson was a brutal war. Seidel Dante was an athletic showcase. Abaddon Brit was a fun hardcore match. Love Abaddon. Hey, like I said, I'm not the audience for it, but maybe you are. Jay blood says Brit's facial performance uh, out over everything about Abaddon's character that they need the audience to buy or, put over everything that they need to buy into she's so good at that this aspect of the game finding the camera and maximizing the camera is the best is the best Uh, she's she's really good at that unreal well we're really good at magazines you guys check out fightfulmag.com We've got the newest issue up for pre-order on Monday. I don't have the overlay for either one of them as of yet, but Darby Allen will be the the cover athlete Uh, on the next issue. We've got uh, an article by Shaza McKenzie. I got an interview with Dominic Mysterio. Check it out, FightfulMag.com. And we still have all of our other issues up there, and this is evergreen content that you guys are going to love. Video games, mailbag, all kinds of cool stuff. FightfulMag.com. Well, WWE Smackdown. You guys can still send super chats about AEW as well. That is completely fine, but we're going to talk Smackdown. And hey, how about we talk about this? FightfulSelect.com had a bunch of exclusives on tonight's Smackdown, including the special ref, the main event, what was kicking off the segment, uh, a interesting name that popped up at the beginning of the show, and we're going to have a producer list tomorrow. FightfulSelect.com, in addition to that, seven weekly shows today we dropped the figure hall uh episodes so uh check that out we've got dozens of episodes of each show fightfulselect.com i loved the first half hour of smackdown holy crap did i love it kate hensler
1: well (sighs) well i'm glad you did because i I did i didn't love it that much
0: oh well you know what it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Ow. Charlotte comes out. She cuts a promo. She's joined by Sasha. The Charlotte promo is good. I'm sure she's feeling some type of way after last Friday. Uh, that was quite... Uh, so at Towards the end of that show, you weren't here. But towards the end of that show, I'm one with TK Trinidad. Thank you to TK for filling in.
1: Yes, thank you. And
0: I'm saying, well, I hear some stuff just went down. Well, some stuff did go down. Charlotte and Becky got into a big argument backstage. Charlotte's there this week. Seems like everything's fine. But Sasha comes out, and Charlotte's like, you don't deserve a shot against me. I want somebody else. I want somebody new. And Shotzi Blackheart comes out. Now, from what I understand, Shotzi Blackheart, who won three championship contenders matches uh, for the tag titles, and didn't get a title shot, found out that her team would be split on social media. I'm sure that's when that went over well. Um, we heard that she was going to be a heel maybe a week ago, thanks to PW Insider's report. It happened, but she said, you want a match, you want somebody new, I'm new. One of my biggest criticisms of Shotzi Blackheart has been that her promos are too over the top and ridiculous. I thought this was way more subdued as subdued as you can be driving a goddamn tank to the ring. <laughs> but I thought this was a big improvement. What'd you think of the the talkie talk at the beginning of Smackdown?
1: I thought the talkie talk was good. I was just excited to see somebody new and <clears throat> I, yeah, it was a good opener. I, I prefer when shows open with wrestling. Sure. <laughs> but it was, it was good. Sure. It, it got the job done. I agree with you that this was like a little bit more grounded for someone who drives a tank and howls at things. Like, probably good to get a little bit more. Especially because she's been... I think it's good to be as real as you can be after, like, her debut and getting... Split up like there's been so much Ambiguity with what she's doing that it's Good I think to be like a little bit more Reined in and to make it Very clear the purpose that you're there for When you've had like this start and stop Syndrome so she can get wild On the other ones this is probably a, a good Approach to reintroducing Yourself to the blue brand
0: So they have a match I thought it Ruled I thought it was really really Good uh, this Was Shotzi who we've barely Seen on TV of late who was winning tag matches before she went away, hanging in there with the champ, and quite frankly, one of the best of all time in the women's division, Charlotte Flair. To me, this is how somebody can get over in losing. To me, this was a good example of that. It reestablished Shotzi. It showed that Shotzi could hang with anybody. And it showed that she could hang with the top woman in maybe the company. How, how did you feel about the match itself?
1: Uh, I kind of felt like I'm pretty mixed on it. I thought there was a lot of stuff that was really sloppy in it. And I'm not totally surprised because Shotzi is just a maniac. <laughs> so that's bound to happen. It just felt to me like there were parts, especially early on where um, they were just getting ahead of themselves a little bit. Like I think Shotzi was working at a different pace than Charlotte was and they had to kind of find a balance and, and marry that. Just some sloppy things. But overall, I thought the match was fun even in its sloppiness There's some stuff that charlotte does that i just love and one of them was there was a sequence where um i can't i don't think she was irish whipped but charlotte had her back to the ropes and shotzi kind of telegraphed by going down to the mat too fast and instead of jumping over her which is the thing that always happens charlotte just double job kicked her and I, yes. <laughs> I loved that like those little psychology things are something that someone as established as Charlotte is is really good at, and I think can make a match with someone who's newer to the main roster even better. So while this had some spots that I felt like were a little clunky overall, I thought it was a match that did what it needed to do. I did not love what happened after because I just don't think this roster- really? I, How Well, many? This,
0: this roster doesn't have like any baby faces.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah,
0: there are none.
1: So I um, felt like- and man, Shotzi was over as hell. The so crowd a loved lot of, yes. Her.
0: So Nerd Guru says it's unbelievably stupid turning Shotzi heel. So, so stupid. But Sasha put her over in the beatdown better than Flair did in the match. I I disagree. I mean, I think they both put her over incredibly well. I think they put her over wonderfully. I'm torn because I liked what I saw out of Shotzi. I did think it was kind of funny. She instinctively went for the pin after the senton on Sasha. And then she's like, oh wait, not a match. (laughs) But um, I I like seeing this out of Shotzi Blackheart. But yeah, there are no straightforward baby faces because they can't decide on a weekly basis what Sasha and Charlotte are. Uh, And normally I'd be okay with that. I'm okay with that in a lot of other companies. But WWE doesn't have the nuance to really pull that off. The performers do. WWE doesn't because they just make you go, this person bad, this person good. Over and over and over again. But I'm I'm one, I'm just happy that Shotzi's on TV. I'm happy that she's on the program. This match is gonna rule. Sasha and Shotzi's gonna rule. I I didn't like the finish of the match because of how like what happened. But then when it set that up, if she really believed a distraction caused that, she should want to whip Sasha's ass. So So
1: that Sorry, part no. of it I liked that the psychology lined up. That makes total sense to me. Of, hey, you cost me the match, and that pissed me off. So now I want to yeah. beat your ass. That makes sense. I, I just think that maybe when someone is super over and kind of new, maybe just have them be a face. Like she's such a natural. All I could think about was Ruby Soho, and I was like, oh right, Tati has green hair, so she has to be the heel. If it makes Sasha a face and she stays that way, then that at least you're getting a baby face out of it. But you say, and I agree, you can book anything. You can have Shotzi and Sasha be faces. I would so much rather uh, Shotzi be a face here, but I'm excited about the feud. I think Shotzi versus Sasha will be fantastic. And it at least makes sense, even if I don't like the way that it's pivoted, but it just seems like the only way that they can get baby faces is through shoot really bad booking. And I would like to see that stop at some point.
0: El Ray Velez says this new title reign, not count for Charlotte. They kept saying the 12 time champion. Hell man, I don't know. They just decide what counts and what doesn't count. It's it's, I can't pretend to understand. I mean, they took away a bunch of Ric Flair's actual title reigns when they, they did his 16 times. So. Who knows? Rangers Mayhem says was Flair trying to or Charlotte Flair trying to fan the flames of AEW rumors with the wink to the camera like Britt and the Street Fighter line Omega used this year? I'm sure she's smart enough to do that. I mean, she used Andrade's double moonsault. Yeah, she did. (laughs) So there you go. Jeff Hardy backstage with Kayla Braxton, Mad Cat Moss, and Baron Corbin interrupt, and then we got the Trick or Street fight again. I am not the target audience for this, so I'm okay with it. I don't give a damn. Uh, Madcap Moss and Corbin win when Garza and Humberto interfere and attack Nakamura and Boogs, now I'm like, well, what? what's this setting up? It's setting up a tag team feud with the Intercontinental Champion. Okay. The quality of the match, It again, it's not for me, so I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it sucked, it sucked. There were some funny spots, like the, the bobbing for apples and toasting the apples with pat mcafee i thought was fun stuff but it was it was harmless
1: it happened (laughs) i don't know yeah i I wasn't really that entertained by it this madcap i I just think there's a lot better things you could be doing with riddick moss there was also the jeff hardy paul paul
0: Heyman had huge plans for riddick moss He, he was big on riddick moss
1: i thought he's i think he's great I, I don't like dad joke Riddick Moss, but I think he's great. I thought the, uh the Jeff Hardy thing was also kind of weird. Cause um first of all, he said he was super pumped to be back at SmackDown. And I was like, Jeff Hardy does not say super pumped ever. Yeah. Um, And I just don't, I don't see staring at Riddick Moss and Barry Corbin being the reason you're super pumped to be at SmackDown. But um. Yeah, the match was fine. It happened. I I don't like it when this is the way you integrate Halloween things in the matches. It just seems lame.
0: I love uh, Baron Corbin's deep six. It is always a good-looking move. But you know what? Sometimes your deep six doesn't always deliver, and you need a little bit more. From BlueChew.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. The same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. But they work on your schedule. Whether you're ready or whether you need to get ready. BlueChew code FIGHTFUL. No more awkward conversations with your doctor or waiting in line at the pharmacy. It prepares and ships direct. You take that online questionnaire and when you're approved... You get that stuff delivered to you discreetly and direct. Bluechew.com code fightful. It's not just for people with a problem, it's for that performance. That performance. Bluechew.com code fightful. You know, it's the jam, my friends. Zia Lee video package. Cool. She's coming. (laughs)
1: And then came back on. I forgot about all of your flesh wounds. Yes. And then <laughs> you popped yes. Back up. I I am so impressed by your fortitude of making it through the show. Zylie I got it
0: out for the people. For the people. You we got hit- it
1: out and you brained it out.
0: We have um a Zylie video package. That's cool. She's coming. Y'all know she's coming. We have uh, the Roman Reigns video. Nerd Guru says, Are we thinking the belt swap before the Survivor Series for the women? I don't see Becky and Charlotte wanting to work together, but who knows? That's that's an interesting question. Do you think one of them drops the title beforehand? Like maybe Bianca drops the title or, or wins the title and then she works Charlotte?
1: Um, Man, I don't know. I could see that backstage heat being just a very simple... Thing. I I think that I think it would be reasonable if Charlotte was frustrated and took it out in the wrong places and Becky was like hey you're frustrated and taking it out in the wrong places I hope that's the case but I would get it <laughs> if I yeah. were Charlotte I would understand being pissed not the most professional way to go about it, maybe, but, D- like, I get it.
0: WDB has a habit of putting people together that don't want to work together anyway. I, and that
1: was going to be my follow-up yeah. point, too, was, like, sometimes people like to capitalize off real heat. And when professionals do it right, it's the best thing in the world, right? So I don't know if they changed title picture plans sure. before that.
0: 24-7 shenanigans happened during the Trigger Street fight. I'm glad, this, I'm glad it happened because... It just happening on Raw does not make it much of a twenty four seven title. It makes it a <laughs> a, a one three title. I don't know. It like it never defended. So I, I was happy with that. But the Brock recap and Adam Pierce and Adam Pierce find him one, one million. million dollars. <laughs> that is the biggest fine I think in WWE history. Paul Heyman's watching it and Kayla Braxton pops up and Paul Heyman's like, what the hell? I dug this. I mean, we know Brock makes a stupid amount of money. Why not find him a stupid amount of money in this fake show?
1: Yeah. I kind of was like, all right. So he made a million dollars just to sneeze at SummerSlam probably, but this was fine i they could have i didn't need a video statement from pierce about it they could have just said hey we, we find brock a million dollars like i didn't need <laughs> i didn't need anyone to tell me that in kayfabe but kayla braxton and paul heyman national treasures like i just i love their relationship i love i love paul heyman just having to backpedal up all of these things and then turning to Kayla and being like, it's your fault for your dumb timing and asking me. <laughs> like, I, their relationship is just so fun and playful. And Kayla was just kind of someone who was doing a good job backstage. But now I feel like Paul Heyman is just so good at being like, I'm going to pull the best out of you and you yep. and you and you. And now it's, it's a huge part of the story. So uh, the peer stuff was, mm-hmm. they could have just said it, <laughs> but I love yeah. everything else. That was fun.
0: We got a raw video package. It's probably good because fewer people are watching that show. But we have a Drew McIntyre, Mustafa Ali match because Drew McIntyre made an open challenge. A reminder, guys, get in your super chats. Please leave us a thumbs up. It helps us greatly and it supports our show. They are most definitely setting Drew McIntyre up for another title match because why wouldn't they? And if they're going to do that, I'm glad they're getting him wins before they do it. I'm tired of just watching people go from losing. We watched four people who lost their last match get put in a top contender match. Now, at least they had to win that match to get the title shot. But four people coming off of a loss, coming out and talking about how much they deserve a title shot is weird to me. I want Drew to run through half the roster and be like, you can't deny me. I know I've gotten a lot of shots, but I got to face this guy. He beat Mustafa Ali pretty quickly with uh, a double wrist lock of Kimura. Let's talk about the open challenge, the win, and the match before the promo.
1: That sounds like a plan. I don't understand open challenges for not having a title. That is always weird to me. (laughs) Um, All right. Yeah, I want to just face this guy. I get that he's a big deal, so it should feel important, but I was just like, for what? Okay. Do a story instead. Yeah. Uh, I I really, really love Ali, and I don't like seeing him get squashed. I get it. It makes sense for Drew. I, I thought him and Mansour told one of the better stories over the past few months that they've had, and they just... He was very over before he got injured and Kofi took his spot, and just... Yeah. They've never given him anything back. But... The match was exactly fine. Having an open challenge is weird when you don't have a title. But I, I agree with you in that I hope that Drew has to come to SmackDown, establish himself over there, and then get a title shot. Like, it makes sense. And, yeah, you shouldn't talk about how you deserve win uh, title shots after you lose a bunch of matches. And it's kind of weird that you win an entire Queen of the Ring tournament after you've done nothing but lose <laughs> before that, too. So, I'm, I'm with you on things making sense.
0: Yes. Mustafa Ali then cut a promo and said that the reason why people don't cheer for him is because his name is Mustafa Ali. It was a very, uh, it, I don't even say implied. It was pretty much a, you guys are racist promo. And quite frankly, in some instances, he is absolutely right. That is uh, obviously a big issue. What do you think about them integrating that into the show? Uh, I am of the belief that wrestling can be like television. For example, I talked to the USA network reps about language being adjusted on NXT 2.0 and some more racy stuff happening. And they said, well, it's on all of our other shows. Why can't it be on wrestling? And that's always a thing. People think that wrestling has to hold a higher moral ground for some reason. And I do understand some of it. For example, when Melina is on screen, she is portraying absolute bitch, snobby Melina. But then she goes to the supermarket later on, and she's really, really nice Melina. That's her real name. That's what she goes by. She is not playing a character when she's buying some asparagus at the grocery store. It is it is a lot different. But um, this this can be a sensitive sub- subject, obviously.
1: Uh, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I I yeah. hate it because, and I had someone explain to me on Twitter today about the iron cheek. In case I'm an idiot, uh, <laughs> I just think they were explaining to me that there's tropes in wrestling. Mm-hmm. No way, <laughs> get out of town and take a bus. Yes. I had no idea. I I just hate it. I hate that he's a heel and pointing that out. Like it feels like you're kind of making racism a babyface thing. And in NXT, we already have inclusion being a heel thing. I think it's terrible. And I think, whilst I get it with Iron Sheik, I think you also have to make progress in some ways. And I saw a clip earlier of Biggie talking about the, su- the success of New Day and how important it was for them to. He didn't say this part specifically, but they were basically handed a gospel choir gimmick and they pretty much just completely bucked it in the other direction. And he said, it's important for people that are representative of a community that is in a minority <clears throat> to be able to just be themselves on screen, like to be able to represent more than just the one thing that you see about them and how much of their success was built off of embracing themselves. And I thought, what a beautiful legacy. And he did say, you know pro wrestling hasn't always been great at those depictions yeah. but that their whole success was predicated off of embracing who they are beyond the one thing that you can see about them and seeing that earlier and then seeing this just it felt like it broke my heart because everything that was over about mustafa lee when he was over before he got injured had nothing to do with any of that and yeah. i i just think we are At a point, and I never want to say like colorblind because I don't think you should be excluding people's culture from who they are, but there's so much, there's just so much better. You can just do so much damn better. So I hated everything about it.
0: Shaddy says, fans cheered Jim Ross when he told Muhammad Hassan to go back to his country. Ali promo was spot on. I, I did a, what I think was a really good feature on Muhammad Hassan about six years ago. Spoke to him, spoke to Davari, spoke to a lot of people about that. I encourage you guys to check it out. Uh, Raphael says, we can't trust WWE to tell these stories. Remember Apollo Crews? How'd that play out? It really felt like Vince and Bruce watched the Coming to America trailer and said, here's an accent. Have fun. And that was it. Somebody asked if I'm looking forward to WrestleCade. I'll be at WrestleCade. Uh, come say hi. Jeremy Lambert will also be there. We're going to be doing some interviews and some stuff on the scene. Uh, check it out, wrestlecade.com. I'm so excited to be there. Kinshiro says if you want to do the heel calls, people, Islamophobic thing, that's fine. But people love and cheer Mansour on this show, turns it into a crying wolf. It can be circumstantial. I mean, you never know somebody else's uh, experience. And I. Also- I-
1: just to put a cap on it from my perspective, there's a point where you're rewarding that behavior. Like just cause something is true. If you go out of your way to assign weight to it, to me, that feels like you're rewarding that behavior sometimes. And I, I don't think you should be rewarding racism in that way. I don't think that should be something that's getting cheered. So I, I just think move on from that. Yeah,
0: Andrew says, Pat McAfee said, Drew's sword is as big as, and I immediately thought, Denise Salcedo. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I think she did uh, She did measure herself in comparison to that sword. Uh, Baser's Ken says, Did you catch Adam Pearce going heel during the finding promo? He declared himself the heart of the show. It's been three years since we saw a heel authority figure, since Corbin. And WWE, let me tell you, they haven't gotten any better without one, but they book heat way too much. Yeah, They go heat way, way, way too much. Guys, we're heading down the home stretch. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. But tomorrow, check out Grapsity here at noon Eastern. And then during the afternoon, there's a, well, free on cable UFC pay-per-view. And we got the Fightful Fight Night Watch Along. We want you guys here for these big fights. We'll be here for the co-main event. And the main event, probably around 345. So check that out as well.
1: Sean, we also forgot to mention that Mustafa Ali said, you people.
0: Uh, yeah, the it you was people a you people
1: promo. promo. And Drew said, testicular fortitude, which is a fancy balls promo. I see you, Drew McIntyre. I see you.
0: Yes. Her guru says, baseball stupid. We'll be back next week. Pat is the mm. best. Highly recommended his show. It's absolute comedy gold. He is the closest to Heenan I've seen. Still not close, but Hannah says next Thursday, check out the distraction Take over with me. And oh, who signed off on that? <laughs> well, Naomi versus Shayna, but Sonia comes out and she's like, hey. The ref, Jason Ayers, has to take a big fat shit right now or something like that. I think he said that that's what he had to do on Twitter later on. He's like, hey, I was taking a big fat, creamy, gross shit, and I missed the match. Well, Sonya was the ref. She slow counted Naomi's pin on Shayna, which wasn't going to count anyway because Shayna got her shoulder up, and that's good because Shayna shouldn't have been pinned by that. But then she fast counted Naomi. I I don't think you like this. I do because when Naomi kicks the shit out of Sonia, it's gonna be really good to me.
1: Okay, kick the shit out of Sonia. It is losing steam for me so much. Like I liked what Naomi did later or right after. I think where she was like, "Shayna wants it, come get it." But like her eyes are set on Sonia. This was just like the buildup that. Is happening now was also happening before the last pay-per-view hurry up do the blow off and the thing that's frustrating is are we even going to get it at the next pay-per-view because they're on the same brand and then we're heading into like weird it's pre-rumble all the programming makes no sense time like around the holidays <laughs> it's never like the best compelling programming then so do it have the meet. i'm getting i'm getting bored let's move along
0: I understand that. Uh, <laughs> Baser says, can't wait for Sonya to put her hair up and square up. I've missed it. I've missed it. But Sonya, or Sonya has to get her ass beat. After all this, Sonya's got to get her ass beat. She
1: really does. I do, in my wanting this to move along, also want to acknowledge that, like, there's very real-life circumstances around Sonya's return. So yeah. if they need to be taking this much time, that is the top priority, 100%. But as a fan, I want it to go. <laughs>
0: All hail, King Woods. He <laughs> knights Kofi. So, Kofi is now Sir Kofi Kingston. And it appears that's like his his name now. This has happened before. There was Mabel and Mo of Men on the Mission, King Mabel, Sir Mo. I was uh, reminded that Seamus had knighted uh, Fit Finley and William Regal as well. But this is the first in a long time. Uh, so, I had heard backstage there was supposed to be more to the hit row stuff, but them showing respect to Kofi and Xavier. I was cool with that. That was a little bit different, but I liked that they did that. That was very, very neat. And the Usos were not showing respect. And, like, wiping their feet on his carpet. It was so stupid. And I was like, all right. Then we got the match. And New Day wins. It's a great match. It always is. But you know, it's going to be like, I I wanted them to get away from each other a couple years ago because it was like all the time, all the time, all the time. It's going to be all the time again, and we've already got New Day beating them. I didn't mind it. Like, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, I see where this is going to 400 matches. And there will be some people that says, who cares if they're good? Well, I would would like a, a good story. That's what I would like. A good story with those good matches. I'm not confident we'll have that. I'm sure these four will do their best, though.
1: Okay, yeah, they're great when they face each other. I've also seen them face each other 900 times already. And to your point, we're going to see them face each other another 900 times. I was like, they got so tired of present day rematches. They went back to the well of other rematches that they shouldn't be having again. Like, I I love it. They're great. If they somehow manage to do a thing where the bloodline and the new day Face each other. That would be great. But that just highlights to me. How stupid it is. That the New Day. Isn't all on the same program. And you could do that in Brand Supremacy Season. If the New Day was just all on Raw. It makes no sense. But I. I mean. I was like tired on this feud a few years ago. And now I'm like. Oh cool. They're going to make me get tired on it again. Great. They're all really good. And they do work extremely well together. This was a fun match. But it was what I've seen a bunch already. And Luis
0: reminds me that it was Seamus. Uh Booker T or not Seamus, it was Booker T that knighted Finley. My apologies.
1: Okay. Well, there you go.
0: Uh I again I like the match. It's good. I don't want to see it 232 times. Yeah. Uh I do want to see you guys subscribe to Fightful Select 232 times on each like each person. That would be great. Please give us more money. Luis Polito says if Garza and Humberto become Corbin's lackeys. Oh, I hope not. They're too good. I don't want that. And Andrew wraps us up by saying great show guys go jets. Not often. We finish this one in a smooth hour, but I mean, I guess, I guess people can look forward to at least one shorter show, the new and improved NXT sour graps, which I have demanded clock in at two hours.
1: We have, fun and, and like an hour of it is Alex doing Tony D'Angelo impressions
3: well, and our hey.
1: viewership stays high there are many people who tell uh. me I listened at work the next day and boom half my work day was over yeah I'm sure it was <laughs> I'm sure
0: it was uh guys please leave a thumbs up Baser Ken says I heard the Creed brothers and Raquel work dark matches tonight is it too soon for either of them no it's not too soon for Raquel it is for the Creed brothers they're gonna they, they're gonna need some work Uh, Kate, tell the people where they can find you.
1: You can find me watching Grabsody tomorrow. So tune in for that because that's going to be great. I spoke to Will. He told me we had like a a Halloween costume shenanigans conversation consultation. Uh, (laughs) You can also find me at Kate on Deck IC. You can find me losing my mind with Alex every Tuesday. We have so much fun over there, despite Sean being intimidated by how entertaining we are. So he has to entertain or cut the show's length down because... He's scared we're going to take over Wednesdays. You can find me at Mark Order pod talking all things, all elite right after dynamite and Friday's right back here with this guy. Assuming he survives his battle wounds.
0: You can find me trying to carjack Arn Anderson and it not working out well for me, uh, guys have fun.
1: Also the distraction on Thursday. Yeah. And I are taking over. How could I forget?
0: YouTube.com slash Fightful Distraction. Show those guys some love. They're trying to get that channel remonetized. They're doing great over there. It is amazing. Grab City tomorrow. Thank you guys so much. I'm still here all weekend. FightfulSelect.com has some good stuff coming. Until next time, we're out.